0: Today on 5th and Mission, Ballpark Dreams in Oakland. The A's have spent years looking to leave their old, decrepit Coliseum Stadium. They've looked at San Jose, they've looked at Fremont, they've looked at moving downtown. But now they're focused on one spot. They want to build a baseball cathedral on the waterfront, just like their counterparts in San Francisco. I'm Damian Bulwa, and I have the perfect lineup to talk about this. Columnist Phil Matier and Susan Slusser our A's beat writer. Can the team pull off its plan? And will that be good for Oakland? We'll answer those and more questions right after this. I'm here with Phil Matera, columnist, and Susan Slusser, the A's beat writer. It's been six months since the A's unveiled their latest plan to be at Howard Terminal, the ballpark waterfront location they want. Guys, uh, what's going on with the plan, and are the A's going to end up moving to the waterfront?
1: I don't. I think Phil's probably got a better handle on the actual plan. I'm still skeptical. I mean, I think at this point, since I've covered the A's, I've seen seven different sets of stadium renderings, something like that. So um, uh, I I still would like to know how they're purchasing the land or if they're going to lease the land and how they're going to overcome a lot of the the transportation hurdles and things like that when they've got a perfectly... Um, obvious site that works that they're also working to buy in the Coliseum. Um, why they're not just focused on that, which would be cheaper and a lot easier. I'm not sure, but um, Phil, Phil's probably got a better handle. I'm guessing on their actual plan at Howard terminal.
2: Well, it is interesting. It's been six months since uh, the A's came out with some rather uh, wonderful, wonderful drawings. We'd all agree on that. One. Yeah. Great. Be hey, hey, what's not to like it was a jewel on the waterfront. Thirty-four, thirty-five thousand 35,000-seat stadium, uh, but it's more than just a ballpark. Uh, it is also a uh, three to 4,000 uh, condominiums going in and a 400-room hotel because that's the way uh, ballparks get built these days. It's not just a ballpark. It's a neighborhood. So when we ask about whether the A's are going to be able to build a ballpark, you should really be asking, are they going to be able to build a neighborhood? Because that's a larger question. And the key to this, I think, is going to come down to money, one way or the other. Do they have the money or can they get the money to pull this off? Because to do this, it's going to require some public money. Even though they've said that they're going to pay for that wonderful ballpark on their own, they're going to need, I'd say, at least 100 probably more than $100 million in infrastructure. I'm talking sewers, electrical, things like that transportation and stuff like that changes to be made. And the question is whether the A's and Oakland can come up with that kind of money by hook or crook through the Fed, state or their own.
1: Well it's interesting because the A's are trying to purchase the Coliseum land. They've already agreed to with the county, they still would have to with the city. Do they just pay them a couple hundred million and then later the city then uses a whatever hundred million for infrastructure uh, it,
2: it, yeah what you're making a great reference is that for years, you know we have to go back on the backstory for years uh, uh, what is it Oakland's been saying no, and the A's have been saying we want to leave, and the league has been saying nothing, and so the 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 As have been sort of stuck in Oakland as they look around for various alternatives to playing at the Coliseum, which they don 't like um, yeah,
0: on that note, Phil, uh, I took the liberty of going back into the archive. <laughs> I searched your name and the the word Howard Terminal to see when it was first mentioned. That's the ballpark site. December 2001, you wrote that according to sources, the site most likely to wind up at the top of the A's list is the port-owned Howard Terminal adjacent to Jack London Square. So we've been talking about this now for more than 18 years. Right. But we've also been batting around with talking about going, them going to
2: Fremont, them going to San Jose, them leaving the area, them going next to Laney College downtown. E- eventually, I had to get it right. <laughs> <because> eventually, <laughs> there wasn't much left places for them to go. Um, it's a, it's an interesting uh, dynamic. I, I'd like to bring this up with Susan because I find it, it it fascinating. Everybody talks about the money and how can they afford this business. What is it about professional sports that guarantees that no matter how crazy or idiotic or whatever you do, you do, you always wind up making more money than you lose? I mean, why is it what is it about sports teams that no matter how badly they are run or what happens, they're always worth more four years or five years down the line than they are now?
1: Because the leagues make so much money. You know, they're getting money from uh, not just, you know, the obvious ticket sales and merchandise, but television contracts and international rights and and so on and so forth. And and the values to do, they just keep going up and up and up. So uh, for this ownership group, uh, they've already made a bundle.
2: And the chances are, if they just stay where they are and put nine players out there with a bat and a ball, in five years, they're going to even make more money, right? Because the value of the team would go up.
1: Yeah. I mean, they have lost their revenue sharing, as we know, which that was, they enjoyed the revenue sharing. That was kind of how they were funding their Um, essentially their entire payroll, and they're losing that. But uh, they've they've still got plenty of money. And the value, if you look at it, the value of the franchise, sure. So
2: they have the money to pull this off. But the question is, is this the place where people are going to say yes to it? Because it's sitting on uh, not some quiet little (laughs) corner of the waterfront. This is on uh, the main highway of the of the Port of Oakland, the third busiest port on the West Coast. And there are objections from the maritime industry and other people saying you can't put what basically was one person said a playground in the middle of a factory. It just doesn't work. So that's their first thing they have to overcome. The second is they have to come up with the money, as I said, largely on their own to pay for not just their their ballpark, but their condos and hotel as well.
1: Yeah. And toxic cleanup and that Schnitzer Steel is not going anywhere, who's very opposed, and it seems like it catches fire every couple of years. So well, what and do they get out
2: of this? I, yeah, d- I'm doing not all sure. this,
1: what is it they get? Oh, you know, they like the idea of having a nice waterfront ballpark. I think they look across the bay at what the Giants have done, and there's a little bit of ballpark envy going on. And they they think, you know, I think they also think, oh, condos on the water, that's going to sell. And Jack London Square becomes, you know, a real potential destination. Oakland really likes that. So there are a lot of factors there. But I think if you do something at the Coliseum site that includes condos and retail and things like that, it's cheaper and it, you're still going to get tons of people there. It's the Bay Area. It's right next to a BART stop. That's going to be very valuable. I well, do, do you
2: find it at all ironic covering sports that the one location that every transit and every person says is the best location for sports in the Bay Area is the Oakland Alameda Stadium Complex. It's accessible by Caltrain, Burt, BART, airport, highway, every way. Yeah. And it's the one place where all three teams that are playing there can't wait to get out of That
1: yeah, doesn't make any sense to me. It really doesn't. Um, and I think somebody, you know, the A's, hang if they are successful in buying that spot and developing it the way they want to. People are going to rush to buy things there, I and mean, the location's fantastic. I mean, we've written that the um, population of the Bay Area is going to go up you know, at several more million over the next 10, 12 years. People are going to love living right next to a BART stop, so put in a stadium there, too. I think it would do very well. It's going to be a neighborhood at some point.
0: A, a question for both of you. The A's are drawing about 20,000 people a game this year. That's well in the lower half of the league. Why do we think that a move is going to appreciably make uh, attendance go up? I think they're looking at what 35,000 seats in a new stadium. Yeah.
1: Well, I think um the in the past what has driven attendance with new ballparks is also teams being good and they're trying to do both. They're working both tracks of that trying to have a good competitive team that goes into a brand new stadium and that's how that's how Cleveland did it. That's how a, a number of other teams that they look at as models, but particularly Cleveland um, did it. Now it doesn't ensure anything. We're even seeing now at at Oracle Park, the, for, the former AT and T, that if you don't have a good product on the field, you're not necessarily going to get the people going there.
2: Sports is this this uh, is changed. You know, it isn't just about people in the seats. It's about development. It's about image. It's about corporate use of the field on off times. I mean you now not it's not enough to just play your uh, 80 games or something uh at 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 home. You've got to maximize it. How many times do we hear that word maximize. And the idea is that it being close to downtown would be a maximum. The other part of it that was it Peter the he's a co-owner of the of the uh Golden State Warriors and I remember once talking with him and and he was talking about not just in the sports business. I'm in the emotional transit business. (laughs) And I said, what? He said, yeah, yeah, yeah. From the minute you walk in to the arena to the minute you walk out, I'm going to transform you emotionally. I'm going to be shooting things at you, the music, the this, the that. It's going to make your spirit and your state change for that time. So These people are looking now for neighborhood transit and and transformational experiences where the fan just doesn't go to the park. They stop at two stores on the way. They get a drink afterwards. They do this and they do that. It's it's not just about nine innings.
1: You know what? If they can do it in the Howard Terminal Terminal area, it really would be great. It would be great for Oakland. It's not too far from actual downtown. It's not, they try to make it sound like it's downtown. It's, we all know it's not necessarily downtown, downtown. But it'd be wonderful for Jack Lennon Square. And finally, that would be a destination. Fantastic. I just don't, there's so many obstacles down there and they just don't seem to really have necessarily answers for all of them, including the toxic cleanup that we've written about extensively. So uh, yeah, it's a, it's a nice idea. I, I would love to see it happen
0: phil what if any parallels are there to when the giants were looking at uh, china basin and putting the new ballpark there
2: well the parallels are that uh, the giants had threatened to leave and were in the process of leaving san francisco when a local ownership group bought them and on the idea that it would uh, they would uh, move it to uh, downtown or build a new park the Giants were transformational in league sports, and they're not liked for it because they were the first ones to say, we'll do it with our money. And in California, that has become a reality. You do not get tax subsidies, uh, at least not in Northern California. Down in Southern California, they're still giving them out, you know, with the Chargers and stuff like that and the and the Rams. But up here, you got to pay your own way. Uh, you get Raiders, some
0: incentives, the ability to build. Right,
2: but the Raiders basically said, we want a new stadium. We want you to pay for it. Oakland said no. They went to Las Vegas. Now, we will meet you halfway. We'll give you a great deal on the land. We will uh, give what they call infrastructure, as a, which is sewer and electrical mm. lines going in. And that can, uh, the word infrastructure, it, look it up in Webster. It's got a very long definition, and you could like, put a lot of things under it. But that's one of the problems that Oakland's going to be facing and Mayor Libberschaff's going to be facing in short order because this isn't going to be a four-year thing. They want it done this year. How do you justify spending $100 million of money from anywhere? on infrastructure when you got 7,700 potholes that people are screaming about.
1: it's a great point. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think that that is going to be an issue, yet another one of the major issues that makes you wonder why aren't they just looking at the Coliseum, which is a wonderful piece of property and has, doesn't Coliseum have the infrastructure Because the Coliseum is downtown. Exactly.
2: And there is the trend in Major League Sports to try to get as close to the inner city as possible, whether it's a basketball arena or a baseball arena or even even a football arena. Get it down in the downtown for that experience. Yeah,
0: you know, especially when you look across the bay and see what the Giants have done with the restaurants and the whole scene around right. the, the ballpark. So is for people who care about Oakland, does this site, even though it's somewhat isolated and we've talked about how it's over the Amtrak tracks and the freight train tracks. You have a gondola for that. go up like a <laughs> ski lift take us over. In. Two freeways and over a railroad track. Do, and does it have the potential that site to be transformational for Oakland and bring something to Oakland that, uh, that people may want?
2: Yes, and that's why the mayor is pushing it uh, so hard. One, she wants a legacy that she's transformed that neighborhood. She's under the squeeze for gentrification, saying every time you build something new, you displace someone. You're not displacing anybody down there, okay, because nobody lives down there. So, and that minimize the resistance politically because in other places, including East Oakland, there's always what they call the community benefit package, which is what's in it for us in the neighborhood. And that can kill the project that can really weigh it down. The problem with this site is that although there aren't a lot of people down there, there are a lot of businesses and I'm talking hard businesses. If you've been down there, it's it's a river of semis loading and unloading soybeans and everything from the port of oakland it's trains going all the way through it right next to this terminal it's steel this is industrial meets recreational and and residential head-on and that's the big question can it can they both be together it's not some quiet lagoon off to the side where there's a few pleasure boats going on you're talking about those mega ships going in mm. and out there
0: all right bottom line both of you if you, if you can i've heard the, the year 2023 be thrown around as a the A's uh, best goal what do we think is going to happen and is it possible that a that a ballpark goes in there that soon
1: I'd be stunned if they have anything by 2023 be fantastic but I don't see how they do it Uh, not there I think they could they could hustle up a stadium or at least get something started at the Coliseum should they choose that Um, but I'm not convinced that either one is going to work at this point
2: the it's been six months since they unveiled it and announced it, and it was very nice pictures. We haven't seen any follow-up plans. We don't know what the blueprints are. We don't know what's – they aren't talking about it. They say, well, we're going to have that in the next couple of months. For Oakland, for a town that's having trouble filling potholes, this is a very heavy lift. This means going through state agencies. It means getting federal funds. I've never seen Oakland – accomplish anything of this level it's not like san francisco with a willie brown at the helm that says i'm going to get it done i've got the connections i can do this uh or we can do this we don't have that it's going to be hard because it eventually has to come to the front of the city council which is very split Uh, as far as the fallback is the a's have made a commitment they are buying half of that site i think it's 87 million dollars or something in that neighborhood they're putting down to buy half of the coliseum site so that means they're they're probably going to stay It's not like they're they're walking away saying this or it. So I wouldn't rule out the possibility of them going, staying, if this falls apart, staying at the Coliseum, knocking out Mount Davis, that huge, huge monstrosity of seats that were built uh, for the Raiders return, having a stripped down, remade Coliseum right there and sit back and watch the value of the team increase while their costs stay a lot lower than
0: they would if they'd gone with Howard Terminal. All right. On that note, uh, thanks, Phil, for joining us. Thank you, Susan. My pleasure. That was Phil Matier and Susan Slusser. If it sounds like those two are pros, that's because they are. Phil Matier can be heard on KCBS Radio Monday through Friday at 7.50 a.m. and 5.50 p.m. He's also on KPIX-TV for the morning and evening news. In The Chronicle, his column appears Sundays, Wednesdays, and sometimes other days when he has a big story to break. Susan Slusser, our longtime A's beat writer, is also the host of the A's Plus podcast, where she interviews players, coaches, and other media members. Thank you to King Kaufman for producing this episode, and thank you for joining us.
1: Fifth Mission is part of the San Francisco Chronicle Podcast Network.
0: If you like this show, we'd love it if you'd subscribe to it wherever you get your podcasts.
1: And if you've got a minute to give us a quick review that helps us build our audience so we can keep growing.
0: You can support Fifth and Mission and the newsroom that creates it with a subscription to the San Francisco Chronicle.
1: There are print and digital editions. Find out more at sfchronicle.com slash subscribe.